It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. Happy Monday, Reds fans. Welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to today's show. On today's show, we're going to recap the Mexico series with the Cardinals, and we're going to take a look at the upcoming series for the Reds as they continue their West Coast road trip. But before we get to that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Also, check us out on social media at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And look at LockdownReds.com where we've got all kind of good content going up there from our team of writers. Also, make sure that you remember to access the podcast via voice activation on your smart device. Just say, hey, smart device, play podcast Locked on Reds. And there you go. It'll pull it right up. So... Let's jump into the series. The Reds did exactly what I figured would happen. They would split the series with the Cardinals. They went on Saturday, and they dropped the game on Sunday, snapping a four-game win streak. But the Reds have gotten back into the season in a big way. If you were a little you know, on the fence, maybe teetering back and forth as to whether or not you were happy with the Reds, I think you may have teetered back to the leaning to the okay side. You know, I know that a lot of people were trying to say, oh, it's just the Marlins, but the Reds did a very good comeback on Saturday after five no-hit innings in which Adam Wainwright looked like the Wainwright of old, And then all of a sudden, Jesse Winker hit a bomb to tie the game. Derek Dietrich hit a bomb to take the lead. And then the Reds just built on the lead from there and were able to close out the win on Saturday night. Sunday was a little bit of a mixed bag. You know, the bats were still rolling. The bats still scored runs. But the 
pitching wasn't there. Anthony DeSclafani struggled in the first inning, giving up two home runs en route to a four-run first by the Cardinals. And then the bullpen came in. Amir Garrett gave up a home run. Jared Hughes gave up a home run. It was a day for the Cardinals. And then Zach Duke just... We're going to get to Zach Duke a little bit here later in the podcast. But overall, though, I'm still very happy with the week. On the week, the Reds went 4-1, and and they totaled, you know, for the week, they outscored the Marlins and the Cardinals by a total of 31-12. to They scored 31 runs. They gave up 12 runs. And, you know, there's two big games in there. They gave up nine runs on Sunday. And they scored 14 runs on Tuesday. So if you take those two games out, then they still outscored their opponents 17 to 3. And, you know, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of numbers out there. But overall, it was a good week to be a Reds fan. You got really good performances on the weekend on the batting side. Really liking what I'm seeing from Jesse Winker. All of his home runs have come via Apo Taco, as they like to say in the business. They like to send that one over left field for Jesse Winker. He's taking what the pitchers are giving him. They keep trying to pitch him outside, and he just takes that pitch and he throws it over the left field wall, and he's doing a really good job of it. Also was very happy to see Dietrich get a home run as well. He'd kind of been in a little bit of a mini slump after that, you know, amazing two home run day in Pittsburgh. A cause for concern with Dietrich was he got hit by a pitch on the leg in Sunday's game and he had to be removed from the game. They actually had to get an emergency pinch runner out there in the form of Tyler Malley to pinch run for him and you know kind of flies in the face of that whole well you know he wasn't throwing at the head you know all this other stuff endangering people by only throwing at the head you can get hit anywhere and it's gonna hurt especially with the fact that it was Jordan Hicks and I think it was Hicks's fastball which Hicks throws his fastball over 100 miles an hour so if you get hit hit anywhere that's not gonna feel that great and Dietrich had to come out Hopefully it won't be too bad of a deal because he was really starting to come on here lately. But overall, Mexico Series, just great performances on the offensive side of the ball. Yasiel Puig broke his homerless streak with a home run on Sunday. And then Phil Irvin even got the chance to hit a triple on Saturday. And I know he had a little bit of a defensive blunder there in the game, but it was nice to see him hit the triple. And then also in that same game, they had another triple from Derek Dietrich. He just had a great weekend in Mexico, did Dietrich. But, you know, overall, an encouraging week that was wrapped up by an encouraging weekend in Mexico. And real quickly, before we jump into the next topic, I wanted to talk just for a second. C. Trent Rosecrans had a piece in The Athletic kind of talking about the differences and how the game felt in Mexico. He was looking at different things. And of course, you know, me being me, the thing that stood out to me the most was the food. He talked about the hot dogs that they served at the ballpark. At the ballpark, they had these fresh grilled hot dogs that they would throw on a sesame seed bun. 
with which they also put on the grill with the hot dog. They also had freshly sliced, you know, fresh tomatoes, fresh onions, freshly sliced that you could put little bits on there. You could put, obviously, your mustard, your ketchup, all that other stuff. But they also had bacon bits, which that is a game changer. I got to try that. But he also, you know, he said, you got it. They handed it to you, not in an aluminum foil and pointed you to the condiments. They handed you this fresh hot dog, you know, and it was only $5. That's amazing. And then also he mentioned the hamburgers, or as they called them at the ballpark, hamburgueses. And they were, uh, you know, like a normal hamburger with a slice of ham on there. That just sounds phenomenal. Great American Ballpark. Needs to get on that. I tried Great American Ballpark's version of the tri-tip sandwich just a few games ago. And I, I got to admit, I was left a little uh, wanting there. But you can never go wrong with a good hot dog. Sounds like Mexico had some good hot dogs. Before I get into looking at the next series for the Reds, as they're out west and they look to play the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium... Let's talk a minute about BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has an introductory offer for the Locked On Reds listeners. You just go to BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, and enter promo code MLB for a free introductory offer. You just pay $5 in shipping, and it gets sent straight to your door. What BlueChew is, is a generic form of Viagra. It has the same... You know, the same uh, active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, and it's in a chewable form, so it works faster. It's the kind of thing that if you want a performance boost in the bedroom, it's going to get you what you want in a quick way. That's BlueChew.com. Enter promo code MLB for a free introductory offer. BlueChew.com is a sponsor of the Locked On Reds podcast, and we thank them for sponsoring today's episode. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Monday. The Reds have the Dodgers coming up in LA for the next few days. I did want to mention just very briefly, just wanted to talk about Anthony DiSclefani. You know, he had a struggle of a start on Sunday, and it, it was widely reacted to on Twitter. You know, there's a lot of people feeling some sort of way about the way that Disco was pitching, and I was one of them. You know, I was disappointed with the way that he was pitching. It really did seem like there were some beach balls getting thrown up there, and the Cardinals were just teeing off on him. I mean, Marcelo Zuna was up there just absolutely flailing, and not flailing as in he was completely missing. It's like he knew what was coming and he threw everything he had into every single swing and he was just killing it. Most of the Cardinals hitters were that way. And I was a little concerned about him and I I looked at his stats and I even presented the idea on Twitter. Maybe Disco is a opener candidate. Maybe if the Reds want to employ the idea of an opener, they could do it on Disco days. You know, maybe put a guy in there for the first inning or two and then bring out Di Sclafani to pitch, you know, three or four innings in there. But I thought about that a little bit more. I think Di Sclafani is the definition of an average 
starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. I think when he's healthy, when he's fine, and, and you know, Tom Brenneman and Chris Welsh were mentioning that he's been working a lot with his delivery, trying to change it up and this and that. Honestly, I think the best way to describe Anthony DiSclefani is he's not as good as you think, but he's also not as bad as you think. He's right there in the middle because his career ERA is 4.3. And in fact, one of the reasons that I thought maybe he was an opener candidate, in his 79 starts, the 79 first innings that he has pitched, he's given up 11 home runs, he's given up 39 hits, and 38 runs. That's not terrible. You know, it's not great. You know, you don't want to give up that many home runs. But at the same time, it's not like it's an egregious number that it just begs that he just can't pitch in the first inning. He also has 75 strikeouts, so it's not necessarily averaging a strikeout per start per first inning, which I'm getting really deep into the numbers there. And that's, you know, that's not always predictive stats. That's just what he's done. But I think. At this point, he's just a middle-of-the-road, average guy, kind of guy that you're okay having as your four or your five starter. I don't know that he's ever going to be anything more than that. So for those of us, and, and I was kind of on this train a few years back. I've since backed off it a lot here recently, but... For those of us who thought maybe one day that Disco could be a top-of-the-rotation kind of guy, not necessarily an ace, but maybe a two or a three, I think that's not the case. I think he's a four or a five starter, and that's fine. You know, if you've got a serviceable guy at the back end of the rotation that you can count on, I I, I think, I don't even know that he's like a six-inning guy. I think he's like a five-inning guy, probably three or four runs allowed. If you know that going into it, and you've got the kind of offense that can offset that, which the Reds do. But at the same token, you know, you don't want that every time out. It's it's something that they're going to definitely have to monitor over the season. And the way that Derek Johnson has worked with the pitcher so far, I believe that whatever is ailing DiSclefani right now, whether it be some kind of grip or some kind of mechanic flaw or something like that, I bet Derek Johnson can localize it, you know, and figure it out and get it fixed. But right now, he's just the perfectly average pitcher. And that's what he is. So enough about what happened over the weekend. Let's take a look at the Dodgers series. So the Reds are in L.A. for the next three days, Monday through Wednesday. The first two games are going to be your quintessential late-night games, as Monday and Tuesday's game do not start until 10.10 p.m., but we'll see our favorite son, Luis Castillo's toe in the mound on Monday. And he's going to be facing L.A.'s favorite son, Clayton Kershaw. That's right. Kershaw has not yet pitched this season. This will be his first start. And it'll be interesting to see how the bats react to that. Because we're talking about a guy who I think his best days are behind him. And I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying that. But at the same time, he can still have some nasty stuff. So they're going to need to be mindful of that. And on the flip side, we'll see how Luis Castillo can pitch away from Great American Ballpark as he has had a phenomenal start to the season. And I've got some more thoughts on him. I'll talk about him a little bit in tomorrow's episode. I I had a, a listener mail question that I'm going to address tomorrow regarding Luis Castillo, but I'm looking forward to watching him pitch against the Dodgers. The Dodgers really had a hot start 
coming into this weekend and then the script just flipped and now they're nine and eight, which, you know, obviously they're still above 500, but it'll be a good matchup for the Reds these next three days. And I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. So like I said, Monday night's game, 10, 10 PM, Luis Castillo against Clayton Kershaw. If you feel like staying up late, definitely check that out. I'm probably going to be right there with you, probably tweeting about it all along. That'll do it for us on the Monday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show. Make sure if you have not already hit that subscribe button on any of the apps that you have downloaded this podcast on. And then also check us on social media at Locked on Reds and at Jeff Carr with three S. And look us up at LockedOnReds.com, where we've got a great team of writers that are bringing you some good content regarding our Cincinnati Reds. Tuesday's episode, we'll look at the first game between the Reds and the Dodgers, and then we'll continue to talk some listener mail and all of that good stuff. This is the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.